Welcome to CIO Leadership Live, Women in Technology. I'm Lee Rennick, Executive Director, CIO Communities for CIO.com. And I'm very excited to welcome Jassy Kaur, Head of Information Technology and Security at Bulk Barn Foods Limited. Jassy, please introduce yourself and could you tell us a little bit about your current role? Thank you, Lee, for having me. Uh, my name is Jassy Kaur, and I am the Head of IT and Security at Bulk Barn Foods Limited. My role at Bulk Barn is basically to transfer Bulk Barn into a digital first retailer. Basically create an IT and government strategy for the whole organization that aligns with its business objectives and provide, while we provide support for close to 300 Bulk Barn locations across Canada. I've been in the IT field for over 15 years now. Um, and my personal objective is to bring diversity into this Field. Thank you so much for sharing that. And we're going to be touching on many of these points, but it sounds like you're going through a huge digital transformation. And, you know, I really appreciate you joining us, Jassy, because we've created this series to support diversity and in technology, and really to listen to women working in the sector who are really building and supporting DE&I. So this year, the 2023 uh, theme for IWD was Embrace Equity. And I think that's so fantastic. So the first question, could you please tell us a little bit about your own career path and maybe provide some insights or tips on that road path as a woman? Are there any lessons learned that you could share? I think even in the year 2023, IT and security are very male dominant fields. I know we've seen a shift over the years and there's obviously increased awareness, but I think there's a lag, lag when it comes to the actual leadership positions. Personally, I started as a system sport analyst and made my way to the leadership by breaking glass ceilings at every step of the way. Uh, along the way, I've been fortunate that I had some great leaders and mentors, uh, but I've also seen my share of struggles. Uh, there have been countless challenges, including under uh, the authority, because I'm a female, obviously lack of role models, empowerment in that dominant executive circles, rejection of promotions, especially when it comes to that senior positions, when it comes to a woman. And obviously there's certain amount that still exists till now that we are aware of. Um, I can give you a good example. While working at my first role, I was working with a global team on a global merge project. While involved with the global team, after discussing the tech details for an hour with my counterparts, I was asked, who's gonna be the technical lead from your side? And, uh, you know, who would be making the decisions? Once I told them it was me, the entire team was radio silent and taken back by it. the, you know, obviously the executive that was on the other side actually was like, he was concerned. Again, the project started and finished. He called me personally and apologized after the fact. His exact words were at that point. This is the first time in my 30 years of career the project went this smooth. You know, again, I kind of shifted his mindset when it came to diversity. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest lesson I've learned over the years is find the right leaders, have support and alignment from your superiors, show up and stand out. I think that's the best thing you can do. Don't be discouraged, stand out and just show up and do what you do best. I love that advice. I was just talking to the CIO of NATO, Manfred Boudreau-Dama, and he, we were talking about how even in applying for jobs, you know, I think it's around 60% of women say they, they won't, they won't apply for jobs if they, sorry, apologies, they won't apply for jobs if they feel they only have 60% of the skills, whereas men will 
have 60% of the skills and still apply for those jobs. So what you're saying is stand up, stand out, you know, make sure that you take that extra leap and go forward because it's so important, critical right now for, you know, to have more women in our space for so many reasons. And that really segues well into the next question, which is a opinion piece I read recently in the Globe and Mail. And I sent it to you right away as part of this because I, I was kind of shocked when I read it. I recently read some stats in the UK and they are the similar type of stats. So it's interesting that this might be happening more globally, but the Globe and Mail reported that the percentage of women in tech has largely stagnated for 20 years. And the article reflects on the fact that the environment for women in tech can often be unwelcoming and that women often have to choose different paths because of this. Currently in Canada, only 24% of tech workers are women. I believe it's decreased recently by 2%. So you really are an advocate for women building their careers in technologies, technology. You know, what? what is some advice you could give to employers or organizations uh, to really help ensure that they're building skills and building a pipeline for women in tech? The points that you made, I definitely resonate with that. And first and foremost, I'm, you know, I'm starting to see more openness when it comes to hiring female leaders. And however, I feel like there's still more quasi-IT type of positions. For example, project manager, QA side development, still not many core IT and security side leadership levels, right? Um, I think organizations have to get on board when it comes to hiring and training women for leadership roles. I mean, not just on the paper, right? It has to be, you know, something that needs to be educated throughout the organization. Uh, we all know that bias exists because of its history and awareness. And in the past 10 years, only in the last 10 years, I think it's, we're starting to recognize some of this stuff in the organizations. I think we need to, again, conscious decision to educate about the bias and ways to change the status quo. Uh, only once the top leadership understands this bias, I think we can start work towards it. Uh, on the flip side, I think women in technology also need to understand that inherent bias, women especially in leadership should coach and mentor upcoming leaders on and how to manage this bias, communicate and basically change that status quo. I think the challenge is, you know, I've noticed is that a lot of the females, they're in these positions. When it comes to another female, I don't see that same type of mentorship, whereas you would see it with the male counterpart. I think that's where we need to change. We need to bring these female leaders on the top. We need to educate them. We need to make sure we're guiding them the right way. I think that's very, very important along the way. I've had, again, as I said, I've, I've been fortunate enough to have great leaders over the last course of years. And I don't think I've had a female leader till today. It's always been a male leader on the technology side. Oh, I really like that position around making sure that women who are working in the space are women tour. I call it women touring other women, other other people coming up in that pipeline of women working in tech, getting them interested in it because you're right. It is so male dominated. It can feel very overwhelming. So that idea of really having that collaboration between women, supporting women, um, I think is, is really key and, and one that, you know, not many people have said to me, but I think the other thing you're saying for companies is like intentional, have an intentional plan. Don't just put it on paper. Like you said, make sure that you have a plan and you understand how you're going to build that pipeline and, 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 and view some of those things that you, you talked about too, which is like some of the other skills women bring to the table. There are soft skills that are very translatable in technology and they're needed in technology, right? That we, we forget that we bring. So um, I really appreciate you you answering those questions around diversity. But now I want to flip to some tech questions, if that's okay with you. So 
So you, uh, your, your role, um, you lead both technology and security at Bulk Barn, which is a huge portfolio. And, you know, a lot of CIOs I speak with, they talk about the need for security across all aspects of the business. I mean, we're just, even I guess now with Gen A, that's Gen AI, that's more prevalent. So could you talk about some of the strategies you, you use to build connectivity between both technology and security? I'm in a unique position when it comes to it because I've been doing IT and security for the last 15 years. Um, I think the reality is IT and security go hand in hand. They always did, they always will. And I think every organization, the challenge that I'm seeing with the organization when it comes to security, there is that reactive approach with the organizations when it comes to security. They're aware of the challenges, they're aware of what's happening within the organization, they're aware of what's happening around the world, but that it doesn't really get applied until something ha really happens. So there's, again, versus reactive versus proactive. I think that's where the organizations really need to invest is looking at what their current challenges are, what their current risks are, and start actually looking at it and start investing into security. To me, the number one thing is, I think that really needs to happen is improved on education. I think we need to improve um, educating every single employee of the company on potential threats. Independent on how much we spend on security, if a company will, company will never be a safe until unless everyone understands the implications of opening that one personal attachment. And I think we've all done it. I think we've all come across those emails, not realizing what exactly that one attachment could do. And in addition, I think security has to be on top of mind when in designing any IT infrastructure, you have to kind of build bottom up. There really shouldn't be any shortcuts within the organization. I know sometimes there's cost cutting, you know, and looking at the risk level, you could always say, you know, risk is low, let's skip this part. I think that's where the organizations really need to focus. Yes, it's risk low today, but tomorrow, once we add additional components, additional infrastructure, how is it gonna really impact? So they have to assess for the future as well. Um, that being said, I remember when we had a ransomware attack at one of my previous firms, we were able to successfully recover from it due to the fact that we had a distributed architecture and security policies in place that really allowed us to quickly mitigate the risk. Right. So it sounds like in your case, you really are about ensuring that you said from the bottom up overall planning, being intentional about security as being every part of the business. And you're right about those emails. I actually got one this morning and I sent it to our tech team saying, hey, is this legit or is this uh, like, you know, so involving your teams, your staff, your whole business, understanding what it means to opening up one of those emails that could be very dangerous. But but it sounds like from a senior leadership standpoint, what you're looking at is making sure that that is just overall embedded into the organization's operations. So it's not a add on. It's not a what if it's like we're preparing for the what if we know we know what we need to do. And that's the approach that I'm bringing to bulk burn as well, right? Looking at what we have, and obviously it's a big change in the shift. You know, we do have a lot of legacy. We have a lot of, you know, things that could be changed, but it's like, okay, we need to rebuild. If we're going to rebuild, let's make sure the bottom line is cleaned up before we start bringing in these new systems, start bringing in the Gen AI, any other components that could add potential risk. Totally. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and you're you're introducing a subject that we're going to talk about anyway, that is AI and Gen AI. 
So obviously there's been so much talk of Gen AI transforming business. Um, and, you know, I'm asking every senior technology leader I speak to uh, in this series about this. So it'd be great if you could kind of share what you believe some of the key benefits and challenges are for technologies like Gen AI to advance business outcomes. Um, any tips on how you believe organizations should build any adoption plans for Gen, and Gen AI and perhaps what you might be seeing in market? Yes, um, I think we all know technology is moving very fast. I think it's on steroids when you really think about it, right? Not a day goes by when a new platform is ready to basically disrupt existing models that are out there. And I think when it comes to Gen AI, my biggest challenge I see is the data privacy, mm. accuracy, risks around cybersecurity, and obviously the cost associated with overall. I think the organizations, it's not only important for them to look at the Gen AI platform, they should look at the Gen AI platform, but have a use case for their own business to see how is it gonna help the stakeholders, including employees and customers, right? How is it gonna help? Or how is it gonna really, you know, yes, it's a great platform, but is it really gonna help the organization? And if it's not helping the organization, do we really need to employ because everyone else is doing it, right? I think that's where the businesses really need to draw it. I think there still has to be that human element and transparency when we're implementing Gemini platforms. I think that's where the organizations might lose that um, focus. And I think, but we need to still continue on that. And, you know, as I said, you know, data sets, accuracy, privacy, we really need to focus on these because, you know, once you lose track of those things and you start implementing these new platforms, you're just creating yourself a mess, which will be really hard to get out. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And on that, I appreciate you uh, joining this interview today, Jassy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Lee. Have a good day. Thank you. And if you're interested in viewing this video or others to support the senior tech leader in their tech journey, we'll include an in this interview in a link at cio.com front slash CA. Thanks again. Thank you.